find people like us who can stand in the gap for the church, for the world, for the souls of men all around the world. Today is Sunday, 14th February, 2021. Many of you know it as Valentine's Day. But many do not know why it is called Valentine's Day. And I think the whole world got it wrong. You know, I, I like to investigate things before I jump on them, especially when they are not founded by me or they are not championed or founded by one of the spiritual leaders that I follow. And it matters why we do the things that we do. Motive counts with God, not so much about what you do. Motive counts with God beyond your deeds why you do what you do. The why is always very important to God. And when I was preparing for this meeting, the Spirit of God said to talk to us. Because he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The whole idea of Valentine's Day was named after a man, St. Valentine, who dedicated his life to helping people he showed so much love to mankind that the name was named after him after he had gone. It is not lover's day. It's not a day when women feel like they can give up their virginity. It's not a day when people feel like they can misbehave. It's not a day for spouses. Neither is it a day for girlfriends and boyfriends. That was not the idea of the day. Our world had tweaked it and corrupted it. And it is sad that many Christians jump on the, on the bandwagon. It's not a day for, the, for, for, for men to be looking for the next available girl to sleep with or to do stuff with, carnal things with. That's not what today is about. And I'm saying these things because I've also heard Pastor Chris talk about it. So we who are Christians, you know, sometimes, especially with the advent of social media, Christians are quick to jump on trends on social media without even investigating them, without caring the source, the founder, and the driver. It's a day when you show love, especially to the less privileged. So my question to you, in the paparazzi of this Valentine's Day, what have you determined to do for someone today who cannot pay you back? That's where I will leave the discussion. Go and do your own history and research about the day. And ask yourself if you're going to do it God's way as the man lived or you're going to do it the world's way. Every day is for love. There was no one day that was set apart for lover's day. Do it for his glory. 
That's the title of today's devotion now. Let nothing be done through strife, through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each of let each esteem other better than themselves. Philippians 2 and verse 3. The Amplified Classic Translation puts over, puts our theme verse in a clearer perspective. It says, do nothing from factional motives through contentiousness, strife, selfishness, or for unworthy ends, or prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. It brings to mind the confrontation between the prophet Elijah and the false prophets of Baal in 1 Kings 18. Some have studied that portion and ran off with the idea that what Elijah did was to project himself for others to applaud, but that's not true. The prophet challenged King Ahab to gather the Israelites and the prophets of the false gods, 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah at Mount Carmel. They were to prepare a sacrifice and call them fire from heaven to consume the sacrifice. The one who succeeded would be reviewed as the true prophet. Each group prepared a bull on an altar and called on their God to send fire from heaven. The prophets of Baal called on their God and cried and caught themselves, but there, were, there was no response from their God. When it was Elijah's, Elijah's turn, he drenched the sacrifice with water. Then he called to God and God sent fire from heaven. The fire completely engulfed the sacrifice. Read Elijah's words in 1 Kings 18 verse 36. Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. He was following the guidance of God's spirit. The confrontation wasn't a show of his sense of self or self-importance. It was solely based on the Lord's guidance. Observe the result. The Israelites lost faith in Ahab and followed Elijah's guidance in trusting and recognizing God's sovereignty. What Elijah did glorified the Lord God of Israel before the people. Whatever you do for the Lord shouldn't be out of selfish ambition or conceit. It should be for his glory. You must learn to follow the spirit in the word. Follow the spirit in the word. Remember that we have always said that the spirit of God will not guide you outside of the written word. It will always be in the word. You can't be telling us that you're following the leading of the spirit, yet it is contradicting the word of God. We see this every time. No, not every time. That's not the word for me to use. A lot of times, with a lot of Christians, especially in the matter of marriage, when it comes to marriage, nobody can talk to you. When it comes to marriage, you want to do it your way. When it comes to marriage, you want to do it against the will of God. So you find a brother and a sister cohabiting together. They are not married. They say they are led by the spirit of God to get married. But you have not been joined in holy matrimony, yet you are living together. 
The Bible says, when he was talking about marriage, he said, then a man would leave his father and his mother. This, the, the Bible recognized that the living happens at the point of marriage. Maybe you are hearing the sound of my voice and in the name of Valentine's Day, you are already together. And you single people who you are making the world make you feel bad that you do not have a partner on a day like this. You better stop being carnal. You listen to the month of grace, the message for the month. One of the things pastor talked about is being spiritually minded in every subject matter. He talked about those people who always accuse us of being over spiritual of bringing the spiritual into every matter. I did say on the group, it's like accusing a dog for behaving as a dog. I'm a spirit. Am I supposed to behave like, 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 like I'm not? So I'm seeing posts and status on people's, on, 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 on some people's um, 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 stories and all of that, talking about how they are, they, they, they are feeling bad because they are, in quotes, single on a day like this. Stop being carnal. Stop being carnal. If you don't have anything to say, keep quiet. You don't have to say anything. Our discussions, our opinions, our reactions and our actions to things, they have to be spiritual. Let it be some form of godliness, piety. Let it be seen in our words in our stories, in our social media post. It's not hard to know the heart of a man. Just study his social media post. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, you know, our mouth is speaking in different ways today. Our hand is helping our mouth write on social media. So out of the abundance of the heart, the hand will write. So you, 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 you slept almost crying. I don't know why God is talking to somebody here today. You were crying yesterday night before you slept. Why? Because you don't have, you don't have, you, 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 in, in quotes, you don't have a lover. Don't end up in hell before the rapture. Marriage was instituted by God and it's a beautiful thing. And at the right time, in the right way, the Lord will give you that person that you desire. And when that time comes, do it God's way. Let God be proud about how you went about your marriage. You belong in a church. You are dating somebody. Your pastor is not aware. Your leader is not aware. You are not, you are not of the world. You are not of this world. Don't do it the way the people of the world do it. There was a scripture that we posted the other time on the group. Maybe we should repost it. He said that we should be the one who, has, who is showing the world how to behave. We should be the one showing them this is how to live life, not the other way around. Many of us these days, you, 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 you go for weddings or you see wedding pictures and the women are almost naked. And I, I marvel and I wonder where did they fall from? Where did they get that sense of dressing from? It is not of our kingdom. Our kingdom, there is no nakedness in our kingdom. 
Where did they get it from? The world. The world is now who dictates how they dress, how they look. It's so sad and it's so embarrassing where you can't even look at a bride without observing the nakedness. It's so sad. And I, sometimes I wonder if we don't talk about these things in our churches. And it is very irritating. If the spirit of God is correcting you, you know that he loves you. He, the Bible says he chastises that whom he loves. And if you are living like you are not a Christian, there are some clothes that you need to go and burn after this meeting. If you look through the scriptures, nakedness was identified with demons. Go and check it. Go on. And I, I'm grateful to God that daily we are studying the scriptures and we are relating them as they are in our day. We are seeing the mind of God concerning all these details and all the situations of life. And brothers and sisters, those of you who are elders, who have younger ones, those of you who lead, be bold to correct those that you lead. If they want to hate you, let them hate you. I would, I would rather be hated of men than be the friend of a man. Yet God is upset. Are you aware that there were times in the Bible where God was upset with his own servants, with his own prophets, because they would not correct the people in their ways, in the sins of their ways. Are you aware? Are you aware that one of the responsibility of a leader is correction? The Bible says in, is it first or second Timothy? I think it was three and, and verse 16. He said the word of God is for instruction, is for in, 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 in inspiration. He said he's also for correction. There is something called correction. Many of us can't swallow it and many of us can't do it. So much nakedness displayed in the church, yet we are supposed to be the light of the world. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth. He said, if the, if the salt has lost its flavor, what then should the world do? Tradition will not change the Bible. Culture will not change the Bible. Social media will not change God's stance about the matters of life. Let's get used to it. God is not going to bend because of a trend on social media. When you want to make your clothes, where do you go to copy the styles? Where? Who are your inspirations when it comes to dressing? Many of you check it. It is the people of the world, the, music, the musicians of the world. They are the ones. I was praying about this meeting and the spirit of God said to talk about these things because many of you don't hear it from anywhere else. And many of you, maybe you, you, are not, you, 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 are, you don't belong in families where you are taught these things, but we are a family and we are of the church. We are the greatest family that exists, the family of the church. And if nobody has told you, you are hearing it today.
You are in a relationship as a guy. You are the one pressuring the girl for sex. Who raised you? Are you a child of God? Somebody say, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus behave like that? If you're a Christian, behave like a Christian. There is a Christian comportment. There's a Christian way of doing things, of thinking. There's a Christian way of talking. Do you know that you can be romantic and not be carnal? Even amongst couples. There are carnal conversations. There are romantic conversations that are not carnal. Even intending couples who want to marry themselves. You can be romantic. You can express romance without being carnal. You must learn to follow the spirit in the word by the word and through the word, just like Elijah did. And your works and your ways will glorify the Lord. Once in a month, we're going to have um, discussions on Christian living in the end times. And we're gonna be bringing in different um, um, ministers within the ministry who will be talking to us. Some of them, you may know them. Some of them, you may not know them, but you get to know them. Because God is coming for a church without sport. A church that is bold about what we believe in and that we live it the way we live it. The same life inside and outside. Who are not apologetic to be Christians who are not silenced on social media, who are not careful on social media because of what their friends or their families or their colleagues would say. That's the church that God is coming for. If you are not bold to fight for Jesus now, should he give you a city in the coming world? Should he give you a city to rule? Would you rule in righteousness? Would you rule in godliness? If in your personal life today and in your com Christian compartment, you are not bold about the gospel, do you qualify for a city? But, or are you, are you not aware that the life that we're living now is a training for that life? If you're not embracing leadership now, forget it. There's no leadership for you in the life after. When Jesus will be assigning cities and assigning countries, you will not be amongst. The training that we are receiving now in leadership is that training for the next life. We are here for that training. It is the training that we are receiving. I've said a lot today already, and um, this is one um, 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 podcast that everybody should go back and listen to when Brother Doze shares it on the group. And if you have people you know, send it to them, if for the, if, if for the message of the Valentine alone, because some people, today is the day of destruction for them. And for people, for some, after today, they may not make the rapture anymore. I'm talking about Christians, I'm not talking about unbelievers. Because this year is a very spiritual year. And a day like this was strategized by the devil for the fall of many. I refuse to act like a worldly person when I am a Christian. I refuse it with every fiber of my being. Sister Joy, over to you for the further study and the prayer 
Rhapsody Prayer. God bless you. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you, Ma, for the correction and the ministration. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. I'll be taking a further study from the book of First Kings 18. Verse, just a minute. Waiting for it to load. Okay. Okay, First Kings 18, reading from verse 30 to 39. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the, the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench about the altar, as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in other and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, Fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, Do it the second time. And they did in the second time. And he said, Do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran around, ran round about the altar. And he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou art turned their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord is God. The Lord is the God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Right now, I'm going to be taking the confession. It's the prayers is displayed on the screen. You don't have to unmute your mic. You can just follow Repeat after me or read along with me. Dear Father, your word is the light that guides my thoughts, plans, decisions, and helps me navigate through life in glory. I follow your guidance solely, and my heart is devoid of conceit. Through your word, I receive direction, illumination, and insight into the mysteries and realities of the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity. And right now, I would like to hand over to Brother Z for the New Testament reading for the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for the instructions of righteousness. We are studying the book. We are reading through the New Testament, and it's so exciting. Like, I'm going, woohoo! 
we completed um, the book of Matthew yesterday, and uh, we're jumping into the book of Mark. So we're going, Mark chapter 1. The caption is John the Baptizer. Verse 1 says, The good news of Jesus Christ, the message, begins here, following to the letter, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Watch closely. I am sending my preacher ahead of you. He will make the road smooth for you. Thunder in the desert. Prepare for God's arrival. Make the road smooth and straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wild, preaching a baptism of life change that leads to forgiveness of sins. People thronged to him from Judea and Jerusalem, and as they confessed their sins, were baptized by him in the Jordan River into a changed life. You know, it's so significant when a Christian, when, it, when, it, when someone gets born again, the, the whole system of baptism is so significant that baptism inside water by immersion in water, it symbolizes that you have been, you're, you died with Christ and you're resurrected with him. So this was what John was doing. John wore a camel hair habit, tied at the waist with a leather belt. He ate locust and wild field honey. As he preached, he said, the real action comes next. The star in this drama, to whom I'm a mere stagehand, will change your life. I am baptizing you here in the river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. His baptism, a holy baptism by the Holy Spirit, will change you from inside out. Praise God. Verse 9. At this time, Jesus came from Nazareth into in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. The moment he came out of the water, he saw the sky split open and God's spirit, looking like a dove, came down on him. Along with the spirit, a voice, you are my son, chosen and marked by my love, pride of my life. The caption, God's kingdom is here. Verse 12, at once, this same spirit pushed Jesus into the wild. For 40 wilderness days and nights, he was tested by Satan. Wild animals were his companions and angels took care of him. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee, preaching the message of God. Time's up. God's kingdom is here. Change your life and believe the message. Passing along the beach of Lake Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew next fishing. Fishing was their regular walk. Jesus said to them, come with me. I will make a new kind of fisherman out of you. I will show you how to catch men and women instead of perch and bass. They didn't ask questions. How many of us are asking questions when Jesus is talking in our hearts? Come with me. Let me teach you how to fish men. They dropped their nets and followed. A dozen yards or so down the beach, he saw the brothers James and John, Zebedee's sons. They were in the boat, mending their fish nets. Right off, he made the same offer. Immediately, they left their father Zebedee, the boats and the hired hands, and followed. This is the time, this is the, our year of preparation, where Jesus is talking it in our hearts. Come with me, let me show you how to fish men. Let's bring so many into my kingdom. May the Lord bless this reading in Jesus' name.
right now, we'll be handing over to Brother John, who will take us through the New, the Old Testament. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Brother Dozier. Thank you also to Sister Amaka for this beautiful opportunity and for the message this morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, everyone. We are in Leviticus or Leviticus chapter 6, the message translation. From yesterday, we saw many of the kind of offerings and how God wanted them to be done and for whatever sins, how they should be atoned. So now, Leviticus chapter 6, from verse 1, God spoke to Moses. When anyone sins by betraying trust with God, by deceiving his neighbor regarding something entrusted to him, or by robbing or cheating or threatening him, or if he has found something lost and lies about it and swears falsely regarding any of these sins that people commonly commit, when he sins and is found guilty, he must return what he stole or extorted, restore what that was, what was entrusted to him, return the lost thing. He found or anything else about which he swore falsely, he must make if make full compensation, add 20% to it, and hand it over to the owner. On the same day, he brings his compensation offering. He must present to God as his compensation offering a ram without any defects from the flock, assessed at the value of a compensation offering. Thus, the priest will make atonement for him before God, and he is forgiven of any of the things that one does that bring guilt. Further instructions. God spoke to Moses, command Aaron and his sons, tell them, these, these are the instructions for the whole burnt offering. Leave the whole burnt offering on the altar eh, through the night until morning with the fire kept burning on the altar. Then dress in, dress in your linen clothes with linen underwear next to your body. Remove the ashes remaining from the whole burnt offering and place them beside the altar. Then change clothes and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. Meanwhile, keep the fire on the altar burning. It must not go out. Replenish the wood for the fire every morning. Arrange the whole burnt offering on it and burn the fat of the peace offering on top of it all. Keep the fire burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Hallelujah. Verse 14. These are the instructions for the grain offering. Aaron's sons are to present it to God in front of the altar. The priest takes a handful of a fine flour of the grain offering with its oil and all its incense and bonds and bonds this as a memorial on the altar, a pleasing fragrance to God. Aaron and his sons eat the rest of it. It is unraised bread, and so eating in a holy place, in the courtyard of the tent of meeting. They must not bake it with yeast. I have designated it as their share of the gifts presented to me. It is very holy, like the absolution offering and the compensation offering. Any male descendant among Aaron's sons may eat it. This is a fixed rule regarding God's gifts, stretching down the generations. 
Anyone who touches this offering must be holy. Praise God. Verse 19, God spoke to Moses. This is the offering which Aaron and his sons each are to present to God on the day he is anointed. Two quarts of fine flour as a regular grain offering, half in the morning and half in the evening. Prepare it with oil on a griddle. Bring it well mixed and then present it crumbled in pieces as a pleasing fragrance to God. Aaron's son, who is anointed to succeed him, offers it to God. This is a fixed rule. The whole thing is burned. Every grain offering of a priest is burned completely. It must not be eaten. God spoke to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, these are the instructions for the absolution offering. Slaughter the absolution offering in the place where the whole burnt offering is slaughtered. Before God, the offering is most holy. The priest in charge eats it in a holy place, the courtyard of the tent of meat. Anyone who touches any of the meat must be holy. A garment that gets blood spattered on it must be washed in a holy place. Break the clay. It was cooked. If it was cooked in a bronze pot, score it and rinse it with water. Any male among the priestly families may eat it. It is most holy. But any absolution offering whose blood is brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the sanctuary must not be eaten. It has to be burned. Praise God. I hand over to you, Esther Amara. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much. So I'm just going to run through the last chapter for today. Leviticus chapter 7. These are the instructions for the compensation offering. It is most holy. Slaughter the compensation offering in the same place that the whole burnt offering is slaughtered. Splash its blood against all sides of the altar. Offer up all the fat, the fat tail, the fat covering the entrails, the two kidneys, and the fat encasing them at the leons, loins and the lobe of the liver which is removed with the kidneys. The priest burns them on the altar as a gift to God. It is a compensation offering. Any male from among the priest's family may eat it, but it must be eaten in a holy place. It is most holy. The compensation offering is the same as the absolution offering. The same rule applies to both. The offering belongs to the priest who makes atonement with it. The priest who presents a whole burnt offering for someone gets the hide for himself. Every grain offering baked in an oven or prepared in a pan or on a griddle belongs to the priest who presents it. It's his. Every grain offering, whether dry or mixed with oil, belongs equally to all the sons of Aaron. These are the instructions for the peace offering which is presented to God. If you bring it to offer thanksgiving, then along with the thanksgiving offering, present unraised bread, unraised loaves of bread mixed with oil, unraised wafers spread with oil, and cakes of fine flour, well kneaded and mixed with oil. Along with the peace offering of thanksgiving, present loaves of yeast bread as an offering. Bring one of each kind as an offering, a contribution offering to God. It goes to the priest who throws, who throws the blood of the peace offering. Eat the meat from the peace offering of thanksgiving the same day it is offered. 
don't leave any of it overnight. If the offering is a votive offering or a free will offering, it may be eaten the same day it is sacrificed and whatever is left over on the next day may also be eaten. But any meat from the sacrifice that is left to the third day must be burned up. If any of the meat from the peace offering is eaten on the third day, the person who has brought it will not be accepted. It won't benefit him a bit. It has become defiled meat. And whoever eats it must take responsibility for his iniquity. Don't, don't eat meat that has touched anything on which anything ritually unclean. Burn it up. Any other meat can be eaten by those who are ritually clean. But if you are not ritually clean and eat meat from the peace offering for God, you will be excluded from the congregation. And if you touch anything ritually unclean, whether human or animal uncleanliness or an obscene object, and go ahead and eat from a peace offering for God, you'll be excluded from the congregation. God spoke to Moses, speak to the people of Israel. Tell them, don't eat any fat of cattle or sheep or goat or goats. The fat of an animal found dead or torn by wild animals can be put to some other purpose, but you may not eat it. If you eat fat from an animal from which a gift has been presented to God, you'll be excluded from the congregation. And don't eat blood, whether of birds or animals or matter, no matter where you end up living. If you eat blood, you'll be excluded from the congregation. God spoke to Moses, verse 28. Speak to the people of Israel. Tell them when you present a peace offering to God, bring some of your peace offering as a special sacrifice to God, a gift to God in your own hands. Bring the fat with the breast and then wave the breast before God as a wave offering. The priest will burn the fat on the altar. Aaron and his sons get the breast. Give the right tie from your peace offerings as a contribution offering to the priest. Give a portion of the right tie to the son of Aaron who offers the blood and the fat of the peace offering as his portion. From the peace offerings of Israel, I'm giving the breast of the wave offering and the tie of the contribution offering to Aaron the priest and his sons. This is their fixed compensation from the people of Israel. From the day they are presented to serve as priests to God, Aaron and his sons can expect to receive this allotment from the gift of God. This is what God commanded the people of Israel to give the priests from the day of the anointing. This is a fixed rule down the generations. These are the instructions for the whole bond offering, the grain offering, the absolution offering, the compensation offering, the ordination offering, and the peace offering which God gave Moses at Mount Sinai on the day he commanded the people of Israel to present their offerings to God in the wilderness of Sinai. Um, I would have loved to talk about all of these offerings and how they apply today, but um, maybe we'll do that on the group or um, some other time. Over to Brother Martins for the Pauline affirmation. God bless you, everyone. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you're joining from. I want to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Amarak for this great opportunity to take the Poland affirmation. Okay, um, today our affirmations goes um, the normal way we take it. You start with my name is, you take the affirmation, the first paragraph, the second paragraph, I, you say your name, I'm granted the spirit of, I'm granted according to the riches of Christ. The third paragraph, I, 
your name, my love abounds like that. Praise the Lord. I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute now as we take the affirmation at the count of three. Love abounds more and more in knowledge and in hope and understand the love of Christ we support in Hallelujah, praise God. Yes, those words are who we are by the day. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 23. Please get your communion materials ready. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you, just doing remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord, for the body. Thank you for the bread and what it signifies. Thank you, Father. Today again, we affirm that we enjoy the blessings of the gospel that Christ brought to us, the gospel that he sealed with his blood, his broken body on that cross that died, was buried, and resurrected. Thank you, Father. These blessings are ours by inheritance. Even in this month of grace, we enjoy the blessings of grace to the full. In Jesus' name, amen. You can break the bread and take the cup. So you can break the bread and take it. 
Verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had stopped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do shoot the lost death till he comes. Thank you, Lord, for the cup of the new covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus Christ. Christianity was a product of the resurrection. The new creation was born at the resurrection. Everything that God intended for the new creation is our experience today and always in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, everyone, for this opportunity to share God's word with you on a daily basis. Myself and all of the co-hosts are grateful. Today, as you go to church, remember the things that you've heard and remember the life that we've been called to live. Let's unmute as we share the benediction, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. God bless you. Thank 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 you.